From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 27th of January 2023. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight story, we run through the resurgence of the IRA. This isn't the only thing happening in the world though, so we'll run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, I sit down with Zach and discuss the new Northern Ireland Protocol negotiations. But first, who are the new IRA? In the last week, it's been reported that a group known as the new IRA admitted it shot a serving police officer, Detective Chief Inspector John Cadwell in Omar. Two gunmen shot the 48-year-old in front of his young son at a sports complex. Cadwell is still alive, but is critically ill. In a message today claiming responsibility, the group described the attack as a military operation. It was signed off by T. O'Neill, which is a signature often used by Republican terror groups. Police are treating the incident as terrorism. There's been a lot of backlash in Northern Ireland about the incident, with DUP MLA Diane Dodds tweeting, Vile, utterly vile threats towards those who seek to protect our community in Northern Ireland. SDLP MLA Patsy McGlone said that to those who organised and carried out this and similar such attacks, nothing you have done contributes in any conceivable way to the reconciliation and unity of the people of Ireland. It never could. Ultimately, the new IRA want Northern Ireland to rejoin the Republic of Ireland, something that the provisional IRA also fought, killed and died for. The period in which they operated was known as the Troubles. In total, about 3,500 people died, with over 1,800 of them being civilians. The IRA often bombed cars and pubs in both Northern Ireland and the British mainland. This violence was only brought to an end with the signing of the Good Friday Agreement in 1998. In this, both the British government and representatives of Northern Ireland agreed that the people of Northern Ireland could decide on whether they wanted to remain as part of the UK. They also created a number of new democratic institutions in Northern Ireland. Controversially, as part of the agreement, the Sentence Review Commission also released around 400 prisoners who were serving sentences in connection with the activities of paramilitary groups. Dissident Republicans in Northern Ireland oppose the Good Friday Agreement and still use violence in an attempt to unite Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland once more. This isn't the first time that the new IRA has used violence. In 2019, it was blamed for the killing of Lyra McKee in Londonderry. They were also behind the attempted murder of two police officers in a bomb attack in Straban. Okay, so that's our main story for today, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. At least 60 people, including 12 children, have died after their boat broke apart and sank off the coast of southern Italy. The wooden boat was carrying some 200 migrants and had set out from Turkey several days prior. The Italian Coast Guard said at least 80 people had been found alive, but dozens of people are still missing in the rough waters and they fear the death toll could rise to 100 or more. Among the nationalities on the boat were Afghans, Pakistanis, Somalis and Iranians. Italian Prime Minister Giorgia Maloney expressed deep sorrow and blamed human traffickers for the deaths. Maloney won last year's election, having promised to stop the arrival of migrants into Italy by boat. 
The UN High Commissioner for Refugees, Filippo Grandi, said it is time for states to stop arguing and to agree on just effective shared measures to avoid more tragedies. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Yet more violence broke out on Sunday in the West Bank as a group of Israeli settlers rioted in the town of Hawara after a Palestinian gunman killed two settlers earlier that day. The rampage saw dozens of cars, houses and trees set on fire by settlers. Palestinian officials said one man was killed and more than a hundred injured during the violence. Hours earlier, the town in the occupied West Bank had been the scene of the fatal shooting of two Israeli brothers. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said the killer was being pursued and urged Israeli settlers not to take the law into their own hands. The violent incidents came as Israeli and Palestinian officials met in Jordan for pre-planned talks, also involving Egypt and the US, aimed at defusing the broader rise in violence. A joint statement from the talks said Israel had committed to stop discussion of any new settlement units in the occupied West Bank, which are illegal under international law for four months. But hours later, Netanyahu tweeted, there is not and will not be any freeze, adding that building and authorization in the West Bank will continue according to the original schedule with no change. Tens of thousands of people gathered in Mexico's capital city on Sunday to protest changes to the country's electoral law that critics say undermines democracy. According to Reuters, the demonstration appeared to be the latest protest against President Andreas Manuel López Obrador, or AMLO, so far. Estimates vary from 90,000 to half a million people. Last week, Mexico's Congress approved the major changes to the National Electoral Institute, or INE, which is the independent agency responsible for federal elections. The legislation slashes the INE's budget and cuts its staffing, among other things. The opposition say they want the Supreme Court to overturn some of the changes. AMLO denies undermining Mexico's democracy and has attacked the INE as being ineffective, expensive and partisan. Mexico is due to hold a presidential election next year, and while AMLO cannot run for re-election, his left-wing Monera party is favoured to win, according to opinion polling. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss the Australian government's plans to make an area the size of Germany a marine zone. This plan would give protections to millions of penguins and seals in and around the Macquarie Island area. In total, expanding this marine park would increase the amount of protected areas in Australia's oceans to 48.2%. This is a significant area for extra protections to be given too, given that the Macquarie Islands are an important feeding and breeding ground for seabirds, penguins and seals. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see our discussion of the Northern Ireland Protocol negotiations, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creative friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube.
That's things like real-life law's incredible modern conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings, and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up, and we'll see you on Nebula.